Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Welcome back, everybody, to your bi week edition of Fantasy Hangover. Uh, I call it the bi week because uh, we got a couple guys that went bye bye bye. Chris and Carl shall not be joining us. Uh, they also did not send in suds and duds for the week, so I think on the spot we'll be make we'll be coming up with our own suds and duds for them. Uh, and they're not going to go well. They're not going to like their suds and duds for the week, and that's what they get. That's what they get for that. All right, so let's start out strong. We still got Zach. We still got Shane. It's going to be a good week. Let's go with the quick outs. What do you got, Zach? All right, so for quick outs here, we have Joe Thomas and Jason Peters are both out for the year. Um, Carson Palmer is out for eight weeks, but he is eligible for an NFL playoff return. Ha! <laughs> uh, Jay Cutler is out three to five weeks, and he's down about one to two cartons of smokes as well, since he'll have more free time here. Uh Martavis Bryant is talking smack in the Steelers. Well, actually, outside of the Steelers locker room, yeah. saying that essentially, if you're not going to play me, trade me. And Tomlin came out and said that he's not going to trade him. Yeah, he says, yeah, "Well, we're not going to do either of those." Yep. So this could this could wind up getting interesting because uh, Martavis Bryant is still under contract through the 2018 season because he lost a year due to suspension, so that you know further his contract out a year. Um. Marshawn now, Lynch, or sorry, he he could get some more uh, reps this week because Juju uh, is in the concussion protocol. Correct, um, um, but it doesn't. It it sounds like they're expecting Juju to play. But and speaking of concussion protocol, another former Steelers wide receiver is in concussion protocol, and that's Mike Wallace. Um, so going back to what I was mentioned before, uh, Marshawn Lynch is suspended for one game for essentially coming out onto the field. I I didn't really get a whole lot of what was going on so what happened was there was a super late hit on Derek Carr okay by Marcus Peters and uh Dwayne, was apparently Marshawn Lynch's cousin it is Marshawn Lynch's cousin they're very close and Dwayne Brown was getting on Peters and Lynch came out to save help Peters save he was, Peters yeah he was essentially trying to get in the middle of it and then the ref was pulling him off and he didn't I assume he didn't realize it was a ref because he got mad and pushed the ref. Yeah, um, uh, which you can't you can't do. Oh no, I think he knew it was the ref. I watched that. I think he knew. He was, it was looking right at him. I, he was looking right at him. He grabbed him with both hands by the jer- by the uniform and was like, he kind of picked him up, like, "Hey, back off." It was a super weird thing, and uh, you mentioned that he lost the appeal. Uh, Marcus Peters actually spoke on his behalf at the at the appeal. Oh, like, I'm sure. It was, it's a super weird situation yeah. in that. Essentially, in that regard. it all breaks down to that he is suspended for a game. Um, I mean, running out on the field to protect a player on the other team is is just it's it's odd. It's a weird situation for yeah. him as a Raiders player right now. I would assume. Yep, for sure. Um, so the you know as we mentioned earlier with all the injuries, the uh, injury bug keeps on hitting the NFL week after week. So starting to feel a little bit like Bill Goldberg here and wanting to say who's next. Ooh, uh. yeah, it could be rough. Um, all right. So in good news. Um, Greg Olson is eligible to practice next week after being on IR um, since week one. 
might be a good grab and stash in some leagues because there's a lot of people that dropped him. Yep. And, I mean, that's Cam's favorite target. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't argue with that. Um, Andrew is out of luck in 2017, can, seeing as he suffered a setback when practicing last week. Um, do not be surprised if you don't see him suit up this year. There is no point for him to suit up this year. I've brought this up before. Just keep on sucking and get yourself get yourself some better draft capital by not being a good team this year. Yeah. Um find find somebody that can block for him maybe. Yeah, which the Colts may may or may not come up in our uh, fun facts segment later. Hmm. Um but yeah, no, so that's that's really all I have, although I do want to mention one more thing in that Dwayne Brown for the Houston Texans left tackle is ending his holdout and is back with the team. So that's good news for Deshaun Watson, who's already kind of been playing out of his mind. Um, but he'll have to run for his life a little bit less from now on. Which will be good for him. I mean, he's he has shown that he's really good at throwing on the run, but yeah. I mean, every quarterback wants more time in the pocket. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's one of those quarterbacks that he, he wants to be a throw-first quarterback. He doesn't yeah. want to have to run for his life, unlike you know guys like Michael Vick. He yeah, wanted Michael Vick, to run. RG three, both of them were yep. were running out of the pocket before they were trying to throw in the pocket. Correct. And it, I mean, for at least one of them, it ended up real bad. Um, <laughs> what? I think Michael Vick just his personal opinion. Michael Vick had had to run because he couldn't throw the damn ball. That's true. Um, but. With that said, it's also the caveat of Dwayne Brown hasn't played all season. Yeah. I mean, who knows what type of condition. I, I assume yeah, he no, tri- I kept himself in good condition. But, I mean, not seeing that game action all year. This is like you got a couple games to give him preseason time here. Yeah, so for sure. So he might be – it's he might possible be Watson, Watson might be running more than uh, he wa- he's done in the past because he hasn't doesn't have a tackle in there that's had the experience this season. Yeah, no, but, for sure. That said, I don't think it affects Watson that much, at least for the first few weeks. Okay. Still a must start. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so what do we have up next? All right, so let's get let's get through our uh, our hangover here. Um, suds and duds were a little You little know what? Rough. I'm actually I'm okay with my miss. I am more than okay. Your miss was a giant miss. It was the it was the miss of the week. I think my, and I know we discussed this before, but I think mine was the miss of the year. Um, my, you can see why you think that. My dud last week was Amari Cooper, who went off for 11 catches, 210 yards, and two touchdowns against the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Absolutely a monster game. Um, but one thing I will say with that is, well, two things, let's say. One, Amari Cooper in his entire career has been known to have these massive blow-up games usually not this big but you know seven for 150 six for 120 things like that and then he follows it up with nothing or a down week that's kind of been his mo so far he had more catches last week than he did in the previous three games combined i love amari cooper i hope he does well i wish him the best but i don't see this being the start of something clicking. If I'm wrong, great. I am more than happy to be wrong because I have him in two dynasties. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't foresee it being something that he, that is his click moment. Um, for my sud, I believe we called it a break even um, with ASJ. 
Yeah, we're calling it even money there. It, he had he had three catches for 21 yards, but he had a touchdown that, that saved his day. Yeah, so it, it had it not been for the touchdown, it would have definitely been done. But PPR, that's 11 points, um, which when it comes to the tight end position, it's not the worst. Yeah, no, um, tight ends, a position that if you get more than 10 points at, you're, you've got a pretty good day. Yeah. Um, if you if you have one of those players that can you know get the uh, get those twenty point games you know that that this year Zach Ertz uh, Gronk you know those kind of guys then you've got yourself a, a top tier wide receiver at tight end but that's few and far between as people know. Which did you know that Zach Ertz has already scored as many touchdowns as he did all of last year? Sounds about right. Yeah, he's got five. He's he's been crazy going yes, off this year. He's been very consistent and very very playable every week. It's almost like Wentz is getting better as he goes, and he likes his tight end. I would I would agree. He might have been the quarterback to get in that draft. Well, Goff's been doing well too, though. Goff's been doing I'm not well. saying he's doing what Carson Wentz is doing, but Goff's still doing pretty well. I see. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get to, uh, I guess let's go with mine. Uh, so my Sud, yeah, he was even money in uh, in PPR, but he was a, he was a miss in, in standard leagues. That's Jay Ajayi. Uh, he had 51 yards rushing and then three catches for 26. It's five points PPR, but that's, or 10 points PPR, but that's only five points standard, or seven points standard. Wow, I'm just having trouble counting today. Um, so that's, you know, not, not great. I mean, people are starting him at running back two, running back three, but you know, I chose him for my, my big win of the week and it, it wasn't a big one. So I'm calling that a miss. Uh, but I had a hit on my dud. Uh, my dud was Jarek McKinnon. Uh, and I would also like to, uh, joint this with my, uh, beer goggles for last week <laughs> was Latavius Murray, who I told everyone, I, I said, uh, that the Ravens have trouble against the uh, the between the tackles, you know, power back that Murray kind of is. Uh, in comparison, that they played well against the uh, against the scat back slash uh, out of the backfield catcher. What was is. what was Murray's final stat line? Do you know? Murray had 113 yards and a touchdown. Okay, and wasn't one of it? Wasn't his touchdown like a 70 yard run or a 60 nope. yard run? No. Nope. Uh, his touchdown. I was at the game. Okay. His touchdown was like a 30 yard run. Oh. It was. It was okay. a good breakthrough, and he had a nice dive at the end for it, and it, it looked good. It was a good looking run. Okay. Uh, it wasn't his longest run of the of the game. He had two big runs though. Okay. He had I was a 30 think, and a 40, I think. Okay. I was trying to think back to um, just point wise, like had he taken away the big run with a touchdown, what would he have been at? But if he was already, you know... It was Without the big run or... for a touchdown, he would have been at seven points. Yeah, which, not bad. It's, it's you know, if you're, if you're looking for a flex on a bye week, that's it's yeah. startable, I guess. Um, but but uh, Jarek McKinnon, my dud, had 47 yards rushing and then three catches for 10 yards. So, I mean, five points in, uh, five in to standard eight, to five eight. Five to eight, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was pretty good dud, especially since people were... I mean, he was he was some. Oh, he was the hot hand. Yeah, he was some people's big start of the week for for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, and I didn't believe it, and I was I was right again. I'm just I'm the best around. <laughs> I don't I, know, Carl. Carl had a pretty solid dud. That's true. I guess we'll get to Carl's here. What was what was Carl's dud? Carl's dud was AJ Green, who finished with three catches for 41 yards in a kind of blowout loss. Ajax Johnson Green. Yeah, he. 
He had uh, not a great game, and and yeah, the the Bengals in general didn't have a great game against against. Did, did you just give his name to a cleaning product? No, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, Bengals in general didn't have a have a good game. It was that's a yeah. rough time to start any of those Bengals players. Mixon, Green, they they were they all had rough. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rough, his sud was George Kittle. I'll let you talk about that for a minute, and I'll let you go through Chris's as well. Okay. Uh, George Kittle uh, had one catch for 16 yards. Now, I, I see why he had Kittle as a sud last week. Kittle was coming off a big game, and C.J. Beathard played with him in college. So it just makes sense that, you know, why this tight end is going to be a safety valve. Uh, turns out, no. But also, it was kind of a rough day for... Uh, Beathard actually put together a decent performance for what he had, what was given to him. I think he had over 200 yards passing, and he had some nice rushes. Um, he, he, I think he had the, I think the touchdown in the game was a rushing touchdown from him too. Um, I'm not hundred percent certain on that, but, uh, it was, it was a rough week for San Fran. Uh, but I would, I, I'm just going to say that I, I still liked what, what Beathard was doing back there. Um, yeah, he had a rushing touchdown. Um, so then, uh, Chris had a pretty bad week. He... He had probably uh, he had the second worst week. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the worst week to Zach just because of that Amari Cooper giant bust out. Which considering he helped me have the highest score in two leagues, I'm one hundred percent okay with that. See, you just you're just not I, I, I sat him in, in two leagues that I owned him in, and that was that was rough. Uh although on the bright side I won both those leagues this week, which it's funny because the well, hey, I, there you go. In the leagues I didn't have Amari Cooper, I got wrecked in. Um, so Chris had uh, had Brett Hundley, whereas he said that quarterback for Green Bay, I don't remember his name. Uh, probably should have kept forgetting his name because he had a bad week. He had 87 yards for a pick and a pick, and then he had 44 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, the pick and the touchdown. No, no, quarterback scores not a great week. Um, I think 87 yards equals two points. So I think it's a point for every 40 yards. Um, pick is minus two points, so that's a wash. So essentially, he had a running back day of 10 year, of 10 points. Uh, not not fantastic for a QB. Um, then uh, his dud was Todd Gurley. Who uh, Todd Gurley had 106 rushing yards. For a t- and a touchdown. He also had four catches for 48 yards. So, for those of you counting at home, that is 20 points in standard and 24 in, in PPR. I, I would say that that is that is not quite a good dud pick. So, sorry, Chris. Uh, pretty pretty not great week. And that that does it for our suds and duds. Um, I think it's about time to get to. Uh, let's just talk about the. Uh, the bye bye byes. All right, um, but you actually have them written down, so you should probably say them. Oh man, I've got to do all the talking today. <laughs> all right, so uh, I mean, you could have you could have me guess, but I'm pretty sure that I don't remember them all. I remember Jacksonville, New York Giants, yep. Tennessee yep. Titans. Yep. Um, three more. Three more. Uh. Uh, Chris's Sud and Dud were both from Oh, teams. the Rams. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? 
It's a cheesy answer, but I know you know it. Oh, Green Bay. There you go. Nice. Um, good wordplay. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, you should probably just. And say then the the, uh, the Cardinals the would Cardinals, be the sixth one. Who are going to be on by for probably the rest of the year? Yeah, the Cardinals <laughs> are are rough. I I was talking before the podcast. I think that. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's the only wide receiver left on that team that's worth owning because he's played with Stanton before in the past when when Palmer's been injured and shown that he can catch balls from him. So I think they're going to lean heavy on him. And then I just I don't trust AP. I know he had the big game two weeks ago. He had a really bad game this week, though. I think he had 11 yards. Yeah, he was averaging pretty much one to maybe like one and a half yard a carry. Yeah, and then... uh. So it's it's hard for me to say that even with uh, Palmer down and them probably trying to lean on the running back more, I don't think that you really want to touch AP much. Yeah. Uh, not a must start like people thought he was going to be. Um, so from going from the bye-bye-byes, as you hear, there's six bye teams this week. Uh, that means that what's on tap is going to be a little bit, a little bit heavier, but we're not going to really get in-depth with each player. Uh, we're going to go over different positions, though, because... Uh, running backs are really going to be a big need this week. The Jags have Fournette uh, and Ivory that have both yep. been quality starts lately. And even TJ Yeldon <laughs> this yeah, Yeldon past last week. week was, yeah. Um, that, I came, think, that came out of nowhere. I had no idea that was going to happen. Uh, Titans have two running backs worth starting. Um, Cardinals have AP that people have been starting. Packers have a running back. and I mean, everybody but the Giants have a running back that people are starting. And the Giants have a running back that people have been looking at lately, so... Um, with that said, I got a couple players. I got a list of four players here that, uh, or three players, because one of them was on by. I just realized. Oh, uh, three players. We're doing that, it live. That you probably aren't going to be able to get, but uh, there's they they might be available in some some deeper leagues. That's Marlon Mack, James White, and Rob Kelly. Um, all of them are owned in in uh less than eighty percent of leagues. Over they're in the seventy percent range. And I think Marlon Mack's actually out-touching Frank Gore now. He is. Yeah, so that's, I mean, they, they want to see what they have in the kid because uh, he is, you know, he's a rookie. They don't know 100% what they have. They want to see what they have in him. So, And Frank Gore, you know, 33, 34 years old, what's the yeah. point of giving him the ball anymore if you're not going to make the playoffs? I mean, he's a beast. He's he's out there every game. He, yeah. He's, gonna, he's not going to get injured. He's not going to leave, which is funny because everyone thought he might be injury-prone getting in the league. Well, because he did have a couple injury, you know, in injured years, but where he did miss some time. But he he's been but it, pretty. It, that was a while ago, though. Yeah, no, I know, but he's been pretty Iron Man for a long time. Um, James White has been uh, PPR darling this year. He's he's kind of been the go-to receiving back out of the backfield. Yep. Who actually scored his first touchdown this last week since the game-winning Super Bowl touchdown? Yep. Um, but I mean, Brady's been targeting him at least five to six times a game. Uh, so he's a solid person to own. And Rob Kelly um, is the only running back in that backfield that's actually put up yards. I mean, the the biggest problem... I mean, Chris Thompson has been the guy that people have been going with. But he is big play potential, as, as Zach says. He's he's had one big play every game that scores a touchdown. That, that's been the majority of his fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much been carrying him at this point. And Rob Kelly has shown early in this year when he was healthy that he can he can get yards on the ground when he when he's healthy, um, and he's hopefully coming back and and going to do better. He didn't get 
They didn't give him any carries against the Eagles because they were coming from behind against the Eagles the whole game. So uh, it's possible that this week might be a good week for Kelly. Uh, with that said, we've got uh, a couple of players here that are running backs that are less than 60% owned. Wendell Smallwood, Deion Lewis, Latavius Murray, and Alex Collins. Uh, all, I mean, Murray split time right now with... with uh, so is Alex McKinnon. Collins. Alex Collins is split in time with Javorius Buck Allen. Yep, but they're but with all the injuries and all the bye weeks, you might have to resort to one of them. You got to do what you got to do. Deion Lewis has been scoring <laughs> touchdowns lately, though. He might be a solid one to grab. I am unfortunate enough to have to play Matt Moore in one of my leagues this week. Ooh, yeah. That brings us to the quarterbacks. Matt Moore is is a is necessity. It, he's, he's really it. I mean, there's a lot of guys on bye. You know, a lot of a lot of fantasy starters on by this. Some week. people might still be able to get Josh McCown. Yep. Uh, who I would, if you can get McCown before more, I would grab McCown. Oh, absolutely. McCown's been solid, solid this year. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, I've been able to start him for three weeks in a row now, and it's it's fine. The promise of more is that Cutler has not been playing well this year. Yeah. So it's possible that more could get a little bit more out of some of those wide receivers. Yep, for sure. Um, but. Uh, then we've got tight ends. Not many tight ends. I mean, uh, Evan Ingram is probably the only real big tight end that that people are missing. Delaney Walker as well. Yep. Are two are the two big starters that people are probably missing. Uh, Which we we're still waiting on really kind of an update on Delaney Walker. I believe he was supposed to have an MRI today, but I never I yep. didn't hear anything or read anything about any about any updates on him. I I haven't seen anything yet. Okay. Uh, if you own Delaney Walker, it might not be bad to to grab Johnu Smith. Um, but with that said, they're on by this week, so you probably can wait a week on that. Yeah, uh, wait to see what's coming out of out of the uh, the Titans camp. Um, for the Titans that, that you have on the, not a lot of great tight ends to grab. Croft, maybe Doyle. Um, not good options really, but nope. <laughs> they're not appealing. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much to much to look at in the tight end. I mean, no matter what, you're not. If your tight end's on bye, unless you you've stashed a tight end from the from earlier in the year, you're probably not looking at great options on the waiver wire. Correct. Uh, and then wide receiver, we've got a lot of wide receivers that people are missing here. Um, Packers wide receivers who might not be great starts going out now with Aaron Rodgers down. I mean, their quarterback threw for 87 yards last week. Um, Jordan Card- Nelson had one catch for 13 yards in that game. Jeez, that's bad. Uh, cards wide receivers, who a lot of people were starting a lot of cards wide receivers because they've been doing great this year because Palmer's been throwing it like a madman. John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Jerron Brown. I mean, I mean Palmer's gone now, though, so you're going to be looking for alternatives. Yep. Um, hopefully no one's starting the Jags wide receivers. But I mean, Hearns had 100 yards last week, but that's... It, you just don't it, know who's getting you don't it know the who, Jags. Yeah, it's either going to be Hearns or it's going to be Lee, but neither of them are going to do well enough for it to really matter. But with the combination of injuries and buys, uh, there's some there's some guys on the on the waiver wire that might be worth a look. Uh, you've got Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson from the Jets, uh, who, like we said, McCown's been solid, so he, they're his best receivers. You, my most interesting one is you've got Kenny Galladay coming back. Uh, for Detroit, and Galladay is a big target in the end zone for Stafford, but also Golden Tate's out. Yep, Golden Tate's out for a f- couple more weeks. Yep, so both Marvin Jones and Galladay are going to get some looks. Jones is going to pretty much take over for the 
uh, for Tate there with the the in out in routes and getting those short yardage, you know, the six to ten, and hopefully being able to turn it up field. Well, Galladay might be streaking down the field and, and being that big target that, that he's going to be looking for. Yeah. Now, Pitt, Now, one thing about this week, though, playing Galladay this week, is it's they're going against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh has been really solid against the pass pretty much all year long. Yep. So, play him, but don't expect... It, he it, will be... Be hopeful for a touchdown. Yeah, he'll be touchdown uh, dependent this week. Uh, we've also got a couple more names here. I'm just going to go real quick here. We got Juju, who's in the concussion protocol, so watch that. Got Doxon, who it's mostly because there's not really many better names out there, who's also touchdown dependent. Kenny Stills and Jordan Matthews, who are just a lot of upside there. You, you don't really know what they're going to give you, especially with Matt Moore being the quarterback in Miami. Yeah. I would say that I would. Here's a question. Who do you think gets the biggest bump from Jay Cutler being out? Uh, the biggest bump, uh, JJ. Okay, because I was gonna go Jarvis Landry, because mm. Matt Moore. I mean, he's been in, he's been in the league forever. Matt Moore is not a down the field thrower. He is nope. a short a short passer, and that's where Jarvis Landry thrives. So I can see that. I think Landry has the biggest biggest bump this year. All right, so that is what is on tap. Uh, so let let's let's slip into our beer goggles now. All right. I'll go ahead and go first. You've been talking right. for a little while. Um, so <laughs> my beer goggles this week is going to be Amari Cooper. Um, Shocker. Yeah. Last week was a absolutely phenomenal week for him. As said, we, we, as we said before, 11 catches, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. Great game. But the one caveat with that is Marcus Peters did not cover him at all in the game. Marcus Peters was on Crabtree. How did Crabtree do? I know he caught the game-winning touchdown, but I think he only had three catches. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was three catches in the three end. Three catches, I mean, like he 50, was being 50 shut down. yards, forty yards, and because Marcus Peters was on him, and Derek Carr didn't want to throw the ball at Marcus Peters. Um, they're coming up this week against the Buffalo Bills, who surprisingly have been okay. Um, defensively this year, they haven't been, you know, good, but they haven't been the worst. They haven't been, you know, your Cleveland Browns or your San Francisco 49ers. They've been solid. They've, they've had some solid games. Yeah, they've had some solid games. Um, but it's, it's a buyer beware because <laughs> it's, you know, you, you have to play him. I mean, he's one of those guys that you have to play, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, he's been doing not great this year either, but you got to play him where you drafted him. You have to play your stars no matter the matchup. And Amari Cooper really is a star in the NFL. He just may not be an every week star. See, I super disagree with that most weeks, but I'm also the guy that got burned by not starting Amari Cooper last week. But with that said, he had three weeks in a row where he had zero points in a lot of leagues, depending on how your league scores. Yeah. I mean, he... You got to... I've sat Alshon Jeffrey in a in a couple of my leagues lately. I I just think that I think if if you have a better matchup spot or if you if you have a good feeling about somebody, I'd still go for it. I mean, it, it's been working for me. It, it's it's what's worked for me. Yeah. Um. I I go matchup dependent more so than than star power. Like I don't care if I draft a guy in the first round. I, even I agree with you on that. I mean, you you still have to look at the matchups. Like, um, I mean. Last week with Carl, 
his dud was A.J. Green. Yeah. <laughs> and his dud was A.J. Green because of the fact that the Steelers had been playing better. Yep, and I probably, if if I owned A.J. Green in any of my leagues, I probably would have sat him last week if I had a, yeah. a viable option. If you had another viable option. option. But, yeah, no, I 100% agree with that statement. Um, so my beer goggles is Jonathan Stewart. Uh, Jay Stu has not scored a touchdown this year. Fun fact. Uh, he is still the number one running back for the, the Panthers right now. Really? He didn't, yeah. He hasn't scored a touchdown? Has not scored a touchdown this year, um, which is hard to believe. Interesting. Okay. Um, I just I just read that on... Yeah. On, no, fair. I, I just, it caught me off guard. I didn't realize that. But uh, I also don't own Jonathan Stewart in any league, so... That's true. Yeah, I, I traded him for anything this year. Um. So yeah, he is he is the leading rusher on the team. Uh, the second leading rusher is Cam Newton, not Christian McCaffrey. But who's uh, the leading receiver? Because I'm pretty sure that might be McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey's third. Oh, behind Benjamin and Funches. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I lied. Jonathan Stewart hasn't scored a touchdown on the ground. He caught a oh, receiving touchdown. Okay, I thought I remembered him getting one, but that's okay. Either way, um, the only rushing touchdown scored this year has been Cam Newton on that team. No running, backs, no running backs have scored a rushing touchdown. Not surprising. Uh, with that said, though, it's not so much that he's due. It's that he's playing the Bucs who, who have not had a good rushing defense this year beyond that yeah. first game of the season, which is skewing their their uh, their facts a little bit. Yep, fair enough. Um, because they played Chicago and, and shut them down. But since then, they've been letting people run all over them. Yeah. Um, so I just think that Jay Stu is is kind of uh, uh he's a, he's gonna be a solid pick in a in a bye week situation. By Mageddon? And yeah, during by Mageddon. By Mageddon, I like by Mageddon. Um, all right. So what do we got up next? Uh, well, after we see, we did what's on tap. We, we did beer, beer goggles. goggles. I think we're up to our games. We are up to the games. Did you get the wheel set up? I did. Oh, that's good, because I completely forgot about it. So did I until the start of the podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, so we do have our... Uh, our Shane, what is it What is it called again? Uh, that would be the Wheel of Destiny. All right, and spin number one. Wheel of Destiny. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the game that we shall learn. All right, the first game. Do you want it, or do you want me to have it? Uh, I don't know. I can't tell what game it is. Uh, you know, you spun it. You can have it. Okay, it's uh Denver, Kansas City. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, honestly, okay. So Emmanuel Sanders has been out for the past for last week, and the Broncos' offense got absolutely blanked. Literally blanked. They scored zero points against the Chargers. Um, the Denver offense. I mean, you can't. Teams are learning how to stop Denver. And they learn how to stop Denver by stopping the run. You stop CJ Anderson, you stop Jamal Charles, and make Trevor Simeon win the games, and he's not going to. Um He He's a serviceable backup, but He's a serviceable backup, yes, I agree. Um, but you know it's bad when he's your starter over Paxton Lynch, Captain Morgan. Um it, it's not it's not a good situation. You you can play Demarius Thomas if you're you know because of bye weeks and everything, but 
I wouldn't put much hope into that. I mean, AJ Derby might actually be the best play of the entire team. I heard you say AJ Derby, and I 100% thought you misspoke, and then I realized that you did not, and it makes me sad. Yep. But, I mean, realistically, he might be the best best option. I mean, because Marcus Peters is clearly going to be covering uh, Demarius Thomas. Yeah. And no Emmanuel Sanders. That, is is Jeff Herman out? Well, Jeff Herman's like the third tight end on the team. Derby's the leading tight end right now. Really? Yeah. Wow, I just have not been paying attention to that. Yeah. That tight um, end situation in Denver. Yeah. And then the... Okay, so that's that's it for Denver. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say about the offense. Going to the Kansas City side, the only player I want to play is Kareem Hunt. And Travis Kelsey, because I don't want to start Tyreek Hill not against that passing defense with I can see why you know, keep to leave Chris Harris, Bradley yep. Roby. They're going to be shutting that down. Um, which even Kelsey, I'm not entirely sold on playing him because they could easily put a keep to leave on Kelsey. You know, they're yeah. both keep to leave on biggest... Kelsey, put Chris Harris on on Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, and yep. you know, let everybody else try to try to beat the you know yeah. Bradley Roby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Happens. It's going to be a fun game to see how Kansas City's offense executes. Um, I don't think so, it's going to be a good game, but I think it'll be fun. Do you start both defenses then? I... See, that's rough to say because KC has been... I, I mean, actually other wouldn't, than one I game, wouldn't start been, either, def- I wouldn't start either defense in this. I, I wouldn't start either defense in this because I think there's going to be... Uh, there, there's a low enough ceiling, I think, for each of them to where I can find better options. See, I would probably start Casey's defense. Okay. I just don't trust that that Broncos offense anymore. The only thing about Casey is they've been allowing a lot of yards, a lot of points, and they haven't been getting the sacks. That's that's my that's my issue with playing Casey. Is that they're just the the points and the yardage allowed is just too too damn high. Rent's too damn high. Um, but that's all I that's all I got for the yeah. KC that's solid. Game. I. I I agree. I mean, Hunt Hunt's a starter, and he's the only solid. I mean, you're going to start Kelsey. He's you're, been too good this year not to. But yeah, you're going to. But I wouldn't be 100 percent happy about it. Like I actually have Cameron Bright in another league, and I also have Austin Safarian Jenkins in another league. I'm probably playing both of them over Kelsey. I can see why on those ones, though. I mean, yeah, they've both been playing very well. All three of them, um, really, yeah. And with Carolina, I think they're going to be checking down to the tight end a lot because uh, Carolina's been playing pretty well against against teams this year. You're looking at me weirdly. Carolina? Yeah, because that's who the Bucks are playing. Okay, gotcha. I was You're not following about, Yeah, along. you just mentioned Cameron Bray. I know, but I didn't know that's where you went. Okay, Got it. we're good. <laughs> All right, so next game? All right, yeah, let's, let's spin the wheel for Shane. All right. Beep, 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 you get the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. Oh joy, oh joy. Um, so let's start with the Saints because that's a bit easier. You start Drew Brees, dear Lord. You start Drew Brees. Um, I would. Uh, Mark Ingram is a start. I'd probably start Alvin Kamara as well. I was going to say both of them. Yeah, I mean, Ingram's going to get the yardage on the ground, and Kamara's going to get a lot of passes in the air. Yep. Um, Mike Thomas, or Michael Thomas, whichever one you want to call Michael him. Michael Thomas is going to burn him. Uh, if Sneed's playing, I'd probably look at Sneed, but 
it's probably Ted Ginn right now. Yep. Um, and but vice versa, if if Sneed's in, then like, personally, I think if Sneed's in, you don't play Ginn. If Sneed's out, you play Ginn. Yeah. If Sneed's in, you might you might not play Sneed right this week though. You might need to take a week to look at him, just because the the one week he did play, he only was in for about four or five snaps. Yeah. So I'm just he he's got all the upside in the world with uh with that offense if they get him in there. Um, I might even look at Brandon Coleman. He's been a good target yeah. for for Breeze this year. I mean, that Chicago team is not great. Uh, but the biggest thing that worries about me is that they always seem to show up against good teams this year. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, because they've won their last two games, which we'll we'll get to a fun fact about that later. Um, but yeah, it just. Oh, I think I know the fun facts about. Probably. Um, so on that Chicago team, I start I start Howard. You're not touching a wide receiver. You're not touching Trubisky. You're not touching. You're not touching the tight end. Maybe do Cohen. Col- do you, I was but I still, I still don't like Cohen. I mean, he is big play dependent. Yep, he's uh, Chris Thompson yeah. for the Bears. I, he had an okay game last week because he had a seventy yard, a catch. seventy yard catch. It wasn't even for a touchdown. I mean, he had seven points because of that one seven, or eight points in PPR. Yeah. But I mean, because he didn't get anywhere on the ground when he ran the ball. So I, I think I think that Jordan Howard might be the only start in this game on the on the bear side. That's fair. I don't hate that. So are you ready to move on then? Yeah. Do one more each. Yeah. All right. Next up. Ah, could be worse. We have the Falcon. I have the Falcons and Jets. Um. So on the Falcons side, start all of them. Start Matt Ryan. Start Tevin no, Coleman. Pick start. up Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Literally just start all of them. Um, this could be one of those games where it's really going to go one. I, I see it going one of two ways and only these two ways. It's either going to be a 10 to six game or it's going to be 34 to 28. I mean, it's, it's going to be one of the two. I don't see a middle of the road game where you see a blowout by one team. The Falcons well, are coming off the Super Bowl hangover. They well, ju- the Falcons are coming off a game where the Patriots, uh, you know, brought fog in. I mean, they 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 filled that arena with fog. I mean, how could they? Um, and they couldn't get anything going on offense. Yeah, and and against a team that's been that had allowed up to date five straight three hundred yard passers to start yeah. the year, six straight no, because they haven't had their bye week. Even it was six straight three hundred yard yep. passers that they allowed NFL record. Even with that game of playing so well against that that Falcons uh, offense. The Patriots are still the 32nd ranked defense in the league. I mean, they've they've been doing terribly this year. Oh One really good defensive game did not put even put them up to 31. Oh geez, um, that's that's not good. Uh, I think if I were to only if I were to sit one guy this week, it would probably be Austin Hooper, just because okay, I was he's been ask you about super that. inconsistent. Um, Do you start both running backs? Given the bipocalypse that we're on uh, by Mageddon, I would say it's. You might have to. Okay, I can dig it. Um, Sucker. And it, it's the Jets. It's not like the Jets have been good this year. They've just been better than anyone expected. Um, so they they put up a fighting chance. Um, I think the game is actually at New York though. So maybe starting Tevin Coleman wouldn't be the best, but definitely start Freeman. Um, I yeah. have no issue starting Freeman. I have zero issue. With Freeman. Um, same thing with uh, 
Julio Jones. I have no issue starting Jones either. Same thing really with Matt Ryan. Even though he's been not good this year, he's back to back to normal, but still a safe start and, you know, a kind of down quarterback here. Uh, moving on to the Jets. Start four guys. Okay. Start, start McCown. Start Robbie Anderson. Start uh, Jermaine Curse and start ASJ. Now, Robbie Anderson has also been touchdown dependent this year. Yes, um, correct. When it comes to it, but he's been he's been a pretty good target for McCown in the in the red zone though. So him and a, if it's not ASJ, it's been Robbie Anderson most yeah. if he's in the red zone because a lot of uh, curses touchdown the curses touchdowns have been long catches. So. Yeah, but this could wind up being a good game. I, I really think it could yeah. wind up being an entertaining game to watch. I wish it was Thursday Night Football, which has been the exciting football this oh, year. Oh, boy. Because um, this Thursday Night Football is We'll, we'll is spin bad the wheel, and then... We'll... Oh, I hope it's not Thursday Night Football. I just gave myself that jinx. Oh, I? I, hope, I hope it is. You missed it by one uh, slot. Oh, good. One slot. Uh, you got the Steelers-Lions. Steelers-Lions. All right, this is a good one for me. Okay, so... Steelers. Let's start with the Steelers. Uh, start Bell, obviously. Um, start Antonio Brown. I think that's Fair. it. If Juju plays, I'd start Juju, but I wouldn't touch Martavis Bryant no matter what. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start Not him the either Martavis way. Thing, the Juju thing. That's the one that I'm. The last few weeks, he's been he's been doing well, and I think that that number two uh, wide receiver could do well against the Lions. Okay, with Brown there. The only problem is uh, with when it comes to Martavis Bryant is the they the Big Ben might be mad at Martavis Bryant right now with what's been going on. Even I think so, Big- it, it's possible that Big Ben that Martavis Bryant's not running some of those number two spots. I mean, Tomlin's mad at him for sure. Yeah, um, that some of those number two. If, if Juju's out. I don't know who the fourth wide receiver right now is in Pittsburgh, but he might have a better chance of getting a big game than Martavis so, Bryant. Eli Rogers is the fourth guy. Yeah, so Eli Rogers might have a better chance of yeah. a big game than, than Martavis Bryant then. I liken the 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 Steelers situation right now. Imagine Big Ben is is that that you know eighty five year old uncle at a family get together and the other the rest of the offense realistically is the you know three to six year old kids that are running around the house screaming and that 85 year old uncle is just like just grumbling and grunting in his voice and just just angry and pissed off and his balls are hanging out and he's dropping them into other into you know <laughs> the neighbor's laps and just giving them five picks kid that i don't know where he's going there but um <laughs> but no, I mean, wait, you didn't big, have that. that no, uncle? I did not. Oh, um, oops. Big Ben is the elder statesman of the Steelers. Yeah, he's come out before and said that he's essentially saying without saying that it's too young of a culture and that these guys need to grow up and they all need to grow up. Um, it's it's not good. Yeah. So that's that's what I have to say is that it's just I would still play Big Ben because they're playing in a dome. I feel more comfortable with him being in a dome plane, but okay. uh, it's you don't want to have to play him. <laughs> so I think I, he's given you one quality start this year. One. I yeah, I completely get that. I, I don't I don't like the start of Big Ben. 
if you're one of those people that's been ravaged by some of these quarterbacks, by Palmer, by uh, Rogers, Rogers, Cutler. I mean, Cut- which eh. God, if you were starting, hopefully Cutler. you weren't starting Cutler. Um, I've been there though. I get it. Um, yeah, Big Ben is a viable alternative, but I mean, I might turn to McCown before Big Ben if if I have the option. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I can I can dig that. So on the Lions side of the ball, I my my problem here is I've got that little bit of uh that that home flair for the Lions. I'm from Michigan originally, so I I like the Lions. They're my second favorite team behind the Pats. So I try I'm trying not to be biased here, but they're coming off a bye week. Uh, they Stafford was starting to look like Stafford of old, even throwing the picks though. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, he really was looking like Stafford of old with throwing the picks. He was starting to put up some of that yardage in that last game. Yeah. I know that they're missing Tate, but I think that Marvin Jones is a solid start this week. Um, I think he's the only wide receiver on that team, including Ebron, that's a solid start because I think he's going to get some of those Tate uh, short passes along with possibly one or two big big uh, out routes. Well, don't forget that Ebron has been feeling sad this year. That's true. Oh, poor Ebron. Oh, um... um Stafford, I I feel like if you have him, you probably are starting him. Yeah, uh, you probably with, don't have with a lot all of the quarterback injuries going on and all the all the bye weeks. Stafford's probably being started right now. I I don't I don't love it since I only love one of his uh, wide receivers to actually do anything. But <laughs> but, but I mean, he always has the pass catching running backs. Which given how the Steelers have been, like the Steelers since like probably week two have really shown up on defense and they yeah. are not allowing a lot of points or yards for even that matter. With that said though, I, I, I kind of like Galladay, okay. but it is, it is a hundred percent dependent on him scoring a touchdown. But or with two. that said, I could or see him three. getting two. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, Ebron is, has shown throughout the years that he's not a red zone target. No. Uh, I, I mean, their number two uh, tight end, which is Darren Fells has been a better red zone target uh, than, <laughs> He has, more, he has more top three weeks than Ebron does this year. Yeah. Um, so Galladay is a uh, kind of a it's possible. Yeah, for sure. If you're if you're stuck with some injuries, I would start Galladay. Like I'd look at him in some leagues. I know how I feel. Do you feel the Lions are going to be playing from behind? Yes. So then that's, that's why even I would more stay away. reason to start. And that's why I'd also stay away from Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Um, I think that Amir Abdullah is going to have a big breakout game coming up in the next. I mean, he's had some good games this year. He hasn't had great games, but he's had some good ones. Um, I think he's going to have that great game coming up. It's just not going to happen this week. Yeah. I was actually looking. I specifically looked to who the Lions were playing this week before we started recording because I really wanted to pick up Dula as the uh, as my uh, sud for the week. And then I saw that they're playing the Steelers and went, oh, OK, maybe not this one. Ah, gotcha. But I think that covers our uh, NFL game coverage. Uh, yeah, so I think it's time for me to oh thumb through this tab, 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 tab it up, tab it up. Um, uh, into our main top. Did into you, did you just too cool that a little bit? Um, into our suds and duds. Uh, so I'm going to give Zach a uh. A little bit of a challenge for the suds and duds. I'm gonna have I'm okay. gonna have Zach go first. Okay. But after you go, 
you have to think of a sud and a dud for Chris, which you're going to say last. Because I've already got, I already wrote one down, a oh, sud and a dud okay. for Carl that I'm going to do after mine. So I got, I got to get the uh, internet machine out here and and do some do some homework. While yep, you're yep. Talking. Do some homework. Okay. So I'm going to let you go. Then I'm going to do uh, I'm going to do Carl's after you. That way you know who I already chose for Carl. Okay. So you don't actually choose the same guys. All right. Um. So my sud for the week is going to be Joe Mixon. There's really two reasons behind this. One, uh, they're playing the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Two, they're going against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that's I, I yeah. Um, and three, did you know that they are playing against the Colts? Oh, are they? Okay, perfect. Yeah. So now we have three reasons. Um, no, Joe Mixon has taken over the the starting running back duties. Um, after, ever since their original offensive coordinator this year got fired, uh, Joe Mixon is taking over those duties. Yeah, he got he kind of got shafted last week because they were kind of playing catch up in the second half, and I think he only got one carry in the second half of last week's game. Um, yeah, it was it was not they did not use him very much. No, let's just say. Um, but he still led the team in carries, led the team in yards, he rushing forty one yards, something yeah. like that. But I, it you know it's but I mean he, th- he thinks he's better than Le'Veon Bell so did he say that yes he did okay um just well, another reason why not to like Joe Mixon clearly he needs to be drug tested because that boy is high um and so yeah moving on from the sud my dud is going to be dud Bald I mean Doug Baldwin um, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks are playing against the Texans this week. Uh, the last time Sex- the Texans played, they intercepted the quarterback three times and had five total turnovers, I think. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And the Seattle offense isn't really... Clicking God. on all cylinders? Yeah. I mean, Doug Baldwin had a great game last week, this past week. In week seven, he had... Uh, nine catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Great game. Props to you. But that was against the dismantling New York Giants. I just, I, I love the oh, I know Giants you love losing. Yep, I, like, I know you love it's that. It's just the mo- one of the most beautiful things in the world. <laughs> um, wipe that Eli, wipe that Manning face off your face, Eli. Um, <laughs> well, that's just my face. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's all I got. I mean, it's Houston's a great defense. They're clicking on all cylinders right now. They're they're the hot hand, and the Seahawks are not. I can see that, especially when it comes to the the Seattle offense. There's no other wide receivers to really talk about, so they are going to they're going to try to shut Baldwin down because that essentially shuts down that passing game. Yeah, Jimmy Graham's not really a threat right now. So, with that said, it's time to get to Carl's Sudden Dud for the week. Uh, So, I'm going to start with Carl's Sud. Now, Carl has decided that, you know, that there's only one person that that really deserves his Sud this week. And that's a guy that's due. He's had uh, 287 yards uh, rushing this, this season, but he is the number one running back on a team he has 91 carries and the next guy is 28 uh, and that is isaiah crowell Ooh! now they are playing the vikings uh which doesn't sound like a good matchup for crowell no 
and you know, to be honest with you, it probably isn't. I would probably argue with Carl about this if, if Carl was here, but Carl's not here, so I'm not going to argue with him. I'm just going to just tell you exactly why he's picking Crowell. It, it's that the Browns don't have a lot going in the quarterback game right now. Uh, they have replaced their starting quarterback in four straight weeks. Uh, is it yes. three or is it four? Well, they've... No, it's it's three out of the last four because they have benched right. Deshaun Kaiser in three out of the last four weeks. And just make up your damn mind. Just let Kaiser play. I mean, you're not going to be winning. You might win one or two games by fluke, but let your rookie quarterback play. He's going to have his licks, and it's good. If, I'm not comparing him to Peyton Manning, but comparing to the way that they played Peyton Manning... They left him in for, you know, his four interception, five interception games and just let him go. The, I think he thing, had a four interception game. I don't think he had a five. Probably not. No, I don't think so. But the thing that you have to worry about, and I'm just going to touch on this really quick because it's just going to brought it up. If you keep on putting a guy in and pulling him out, putting him in, pulling him out, pulling him in, putting him out, I'm, I don't get my words mixed up there, but you're going to absolutely destroy his confidence. Any chance that he has to succeed, you're going to ruin if because, you keep on doing this. Yes, I get I get the idea that people would argue that if you leave him in and he plays poorly, that's also hurting his confidence. But I think you hurt his confidence more by saying we don't trust you to come back from this. Correct. And pulling from the game. Yeah. It's like what um, the... Honestly, it's like what LSU did back in the day with playing Jamarcus Russell and Matt Flynn at the same time. They played both of them in the same games. They would alternate their series because they trusted Flynn to do things that Jamarcus Russell couldn't. With that said, I think Cody Kessler's starting this week. Uh, who I don't knows, know if they but, announced that, but I, I I thought I saw something saying Cody Kessler but was going to be the guy. With Kessler's injury history, one, losing Joe Thomas, two, do you really think he'll play the whole game? No, but uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think they're going to be handing the ball off a lot because I don't think they trust any of the quarterbacks on that team. Yeah. Even if they're playing from, playing from behind, I think it's possible that you see big – I think Carl thinks – I should say Carl thinks it's possible. Yeah, Carl thinks, You yep. see big yardage from their running backs um, because they're going to get a lot of chances. Yeah. And then Carl's dud this week is Kareem Hunt. Whew. Wait no, Carl can't dud a Kansas City running back. No, this is this is Carl is trying to get off of the Kansas City running back bandwagon. But he, but he can't. It's Carl. He is trying his hardest. He is trying his his damnedest okay. to get off this Kansas City running band, bandwagon. And I if mean, this if this dud hits, Carl is off that bandwagon. Carl, I think this is just a smoke screen. But you know, I mean, do what you got to do. With that said, it's not necessarily a bad pick from Carl. Correct. Uh. You know how many rushing yards uh, Denver's given up this year? Like total or per game? Total, total. Um, no, they've they've played. Uh, let's see. This is week eight, and they've had their bye already. So they've had they've six had six game. games. Six games. I'm gonna go with three hundred. Oh, you're lower than it is. It's it's four thirty one. Oh. Which is less that's, than a, less than 100 guard, I mean, yards a game. That's 70 yards, just over 70 yards a game. That's not yep. a lot. They're giving up three yards per carry. They have not given up a rushing touchdown. Wow. Okay. Um, Damn, Denver defense. They've actually only given up... Eh, never mind. I was, about, uh, I was about to say something, and they realized that... Nope, nope, nope. That's okay. not a good stat. I was looking at the wrong well, line. Well, it's all Carl's information anyways. Yeah, Carl sent this all to me. It's, it's, it's all jumbled up. It's very weird. 
He also wrote, I love CJ Spiller six times. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad for that guy. He just, I really, he's, oh. he has one rush for negative one yards this year. And I really hope he that has been cut Kansas more City times than he has rush attempts and rushing yards. That's right. He has been cut like four different times by the Chiefs, and it just oh, it makes me feel bad for the guy. Um. Anyways, go on, go on, Shane. Uh, but he's going with he's going with Hunt because they have not given up a lot of yards on the ground, so that Fair means enough. they haven't been giving up those big plays. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh, rough, rough <laughs> voice right now. Uh, and they've also not. I, I'm. I don't know how they've been doing with running backs out of the backfield. Carl didn't write anything about that, but I assume it's not great. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think Carl not. did his research. Yeah, probably not. Well, I mean, it's Kansas City running back. You know he did his research. That's right. So, uh, my sudden dud for the week, just because we need me to talk more, and also I'm giving you time to look up Chris's. Yep. Um, so, my sud this week is Keenan Allen. Uh, now Keenan Allen is going up against the uh, the great defense that is New England, uh, which I don't know if you heard the stat earlier, but they had a really good game against against the Falcons last week. Yes, they're still the thirty second ranked defense in the league. <laughs> and you know who really likes to pass the ball? Philip Rivers really likes to pass the ball. Um, Allen had three catches, forty one yards last week. He was targeted seven times in those three catches. Against a really good Broncos defense. Like, that pass defense is is does well. I mean, yes, they lost 21-0 because they have a terrible offense, but they only gave up 183 passing yards. The New England pass defense is going to give up more than 183, time, uh, 80, 183 yards. And if Keenan Allen gets targeted seven times, he's going to have six catches, and it's probably going to be for 120. Um. As much as I love my Patriots, and I really want them, I really want them to prove me wrong here. I think Keenan Allen's going to be a solid start. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, with that said, my dud, uh, which is something that that you said might not be uh, earlier, but my dud's Jarvis Landry, and he's going up against the Ravens. Uh, which, yeah, the Ravens aren't the best team in the league. Their defense hasn't been playing horrible. Uh, the biggest problem the defense has been having this year is the fact that their offense is turning over the ball. So the so they're playing on short field, and they're playing uh, a lot. They're they're on the field a lot in every game. Uh, with that said, uh, Adam Thielen, who is uh, I don't know White Jarvis Landry. I don't I don't know how to describe Adam Thielen. Um, he's any white receiver in the history of the. He's NFL? Wes Welker. As I said at the at the football game, uh, when they announced Adam Thielen made a catch, I said, "Oh, my girlfriend swears that's Wes Welker." Um, so Adam Thielen was has a very similar skill set to Jarvis Landry uh, when it comes to the passing game. Jarvis Landry has a little more uh, versatility; he can go out of the backfield, things like that. Do the end of rounds a little bit better than than Thielen can. But when it comes to catching the ball, they they run similar routes. Uh, he was held to five catches for forty one yards. He was targeted eleven times. Uh, and Thielen doesn't normally drop the ball. Uh, Carl described it during the game. I was at the game with Carl. Uh, Carl described it during the game. Adam Thielen uh, plays every every ball thrown to him. Like if he drops it, he's going to be cut from the team. Um, <laughs> it just seems like every time he goes up to catch the ball, he feels like if I don't pull this down, they're going to get rid of me. 
Fair enough. And the fact that he uh, missed so many catches shows that there was some really good defense played against him. The the Ravens' pass defense, uh, the Ravens' secondary is better than people think. And I just don't think Jarvis Landry's going to have a great game. With that said, I think it's very possible that 5 for 41 or 6 for, for 50 is very possible for him. So if you have him in a PPR league, I'd still probably be starting Jarvis Landry. And, and we did talk about that before the start of the podcast, is we did say that Jarvis Landry, even if he's going to have a bad week, you still have to play him in PPR because of the number of catches he gets every week. Yep, because even in bad weeks, I mean, he's going to catch the ball four, five, six times. You know, it might be only be for 30, 40 yards that week because they try to use him to move the chains and they do short screens. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to catch the ball a lot. Um, but with that said, if you have him in a standard league, I don't think he's going to get, you know, over 60 yards, really. I think he might catch the ball a bunch. I mean, think he might have five, six catches, but I think it's going to be five, six for 60. Yeah, it's very possible. So, yeah, standard scoring, I probably wouldn't play him either because um, he plays a similar role, just like you said earlier, about with Thielen, but he's not – it's it's not a guarantee. And especially with Flacco, like, I honestly would rather have Case Keenum than Joe Flacco right now. I completely agree. <laughs> Joe Flacco is not elite, as Gridiron, Gridiron Heights have shown us. <laughs> Check out Gridiron yeah. Heights. It's a Bleacher Report thing on YouTube. It's great. You're welcome, Shane. Thank you so much. Um. All right. So we are going to go for with, with Chris. He he decided to go the quarterback route this week. Oh, that's that's odd. Yeah. No, it's not. He always goes quarterback. Well, he loves quarterbacks. Chris loves quarterbacks. Drafts them in the first second round. Every everything that he does. Well, I mean, he did. <laughs> He traded a first and second rounder for a quarterback. Yes, he did. He traded for Aaron Rodgers. And then the next week played Carson Palmer and lost him too. He still got Andy Dalton. You're welcome, Chris. <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh, God. You've cursed Andy Dalton. He's done. He's going to be done. Um, all right. So Chris is – go we're going to go with his dud of the week. His dud of the week is going to be Deshaun Watson. Um. Sean Watson is going up against the Seattle Seahawks, and he has been doing great this year. But the Seattle Seahawks are still the Seattle Seahawks when it comes to the passing game. Um, they they know how to get it done. You've got Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. They've got most of the Legion of the Boom deck back there still. Yeah, um, which they may actually be able to get their fourth one back because Byron Maxwell got cut today. Yeah. Um, so they may be able to get their fourth Legion of Boom member back. But... It's it's not walking into a good situation. Um, they are at Seattle, too, against that 12th man. It's going to be loud. He's a rookie. Pete Carroll knows what to do. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it's not an ideal situation. You, you could realistically see him coming coming back down to normal, you know, normal play because the past handful of weeks, he's been, you know, 20, 34, 36, 23. He's had great weeks the past four weeks. I could honestly, Chris said he could honestly this game maybe being ten to twelve points. He, he has upside with a rushing touchdown, but it's just it's not the best option available. The the Seahawks have been playing really good against the pass this year, actually. Well, for uh, the past like seven years. Well, yeah, but um, <laughs> I mean they've only got one game this season over seventeen points. They've lost more than one game, but uh, the the Tennessee Titans are the only pe- people that put up real points against the Seahawks this whole season. And that one was even on a 220-yard passing game. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that happened because they were 
because they were rushing the ball so well in that game. Yep. Um, and so funny fact that you mentioned Andy Dalton because that's actually that's actually Chris's son. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because but, <laughs> but the curse. But the curse. Uh, no, I mean, his son's going to be Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton's going against Colts. Same reason why I had um, Joe Mixon as my son going against Colts. It's they're, they're not a good team. They just got shut out this past week. That's true. And yeah, that'll kind of lead into our fun fact segment here in a minute. But yeah, that uh, it's not looking good. They're in Indianapolis. So I wish them the best of luck, but... <laughs> I, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> oh. Uh, the Colts have... Man, the Colts are just consistently bad on defense. They need to find something to do to ch- to turn that defense around at some point. You mean like draft positions other than wide receiver? No, they need to keep doing that too, though. Oh, okay. Well, Philip Dorsett's looking great. You can't have your cake and eat it too. But I love cake. I mean, so do I, but... I don't get that term. If I have cake and I eat it, I still have the cake. Well, not that, but like if you have cake and you don't eat it, what are you doing? Just staring at it? I have some cake over here, actually, that I haven't eaten. You have cake? Cool. All right, let's get to our... Uh, that, that's the end of our suds and duds. Um, it's time to get to our fun facts. Let's All get... Right. Let's let's Oh, let's play the, uh, the fun fact uh, uh, music here. We got... Okay, let, let's see what we got now. Perfect song. Man, that was nailed it. Oh, man. Guys, all right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I'm just shaking shaking T-Pain's hand. He just came in here and did that for us. It was so nice of him. All right. Uh, so, fun fact number one. Kirk Cousins is now 0-9 on games played on a weekday. What? He has never won a game on a weekday. And he is Thir- Monday, Thursday, he cannot win. He cannot win on Mondays or Thursdays. Oh and nine. I had no idea that okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's a fun that's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh next year. Oh, okay. This this one is gonna be kind of funny. The last time the Browns played without Joe Thomas was week seventeen of two thousand six. Wow. Willie McGinnis started at linebacker. Love that guy. David Carr was the leading quarterback for the Texans who beat the Browns 14 to 6 in week 17. Let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> David Carr was a starting quarterback and William McGinnis was a starting outside linebacker. <laughs> that is uh so I, I love that that was a terrible year for the for the Texans but it makes it sound like they were such a good team. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so the in good news, the NF, the Rams and the Jaguars are the first teams to surpass their 2016 win totals in 2017, and it's only week eight. Yeah. They've already passed their win totals from last year. Well, the Rams did that pretty quick because they had a real bad total last year, didn't they? Uh, probably. <laughs> but, I mean, so did the Jags. The Jags had, what, the number? Who's their? Oh, they had Fournette. Oh they yeah, the, they had the fifth pick, so I yeah. think they had four wins. Yeah. Um Are they five? Did they win five games? Did they only have three no, wins? No, they didn't win five games last year. I think they only won like three. But I'll go on to the next one while you're while you're uh checking that stat. 
Um, here you go. And this might be the fun. This is the fun fact that I think you were talking about earlier that you thought you knew. Um, the Chicago Bears are the first team to win back-to-back games with fewer than 10 completions by their quarterback since when, Shane? Um, I don't actually know since when because this is, you, this is very similar to the, the one I know. But um, fewer than 10 completions by their quarterback? In back-to-back games. Wow. Um, it's probably been some time. Uh, so I'm going to guess Cleveland Browns. Nope. Oh, really? Oh. Um, it wasn't the Patriots? No, no. Okay. The Patriots. Do you want the team? Yeah, give me the team. Okay. Denver Broncos. Last year? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Oh, Shane Tim Stein. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Are you okay? Is this Tim Tebow? Yes. This it's is Tim, Tim Tebow, Tebow in 2011. Yeah. When they won three straight games with completing less than 10 passes. Well, uh, at least Mitchell, uh, don't call me the Mitchell, Trubisky is being compared to Tim Tebow now. Yeah. Um, uh, he's won we- a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, so the, the fact that I had is that he had four completions on Sunday. And he had eight, I want to say, uh, the, the week before that. Probably. I think it was eight. It was either seven or eight. So he had, and he had only one completion each week to a wide receiver. So there has oh, been a geez. total of two catches by wide receivers in Chicago the past two weeks. And they've won both games. And they won both games. Thanks, Jordan Howard. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, Actually, uh, no. In the last game, thank, thanks the guy. Uh, I don't remember what the name of the defender is, but he had... Uh, he had more offensive yards than the Ravens did. He had 151 off- offensive yards with a 75-yard fumble return and a 76-yard interception return for a touchdown. I want to say it was their safety, Eddie Jackson. It was Eddie Jackson, 100%. Eddie Jackson. Yep. Um, so moving on from the gross Chicago Bears, we'll go to the Jaguars have 10 sacks twice this year. That's insane. Do you know the last team to do it with 10 plus sacks in multiple games within one season. My guess would be it, it this one was probably a long time ago. My guess it would be the Chicago Bears in 86? 84. 84. You were close, but hey, I'll give you credit on, the, yep. on having the Bears on. That was good. Um, last couple ones here will make these quick. Uh, this one I mentioned to Shane earlier. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but Brent Hud- Hunley. Brett Hunley. Oh man, that's a name. Um, did not complete a pass in the first quarter this last week. Aaron Rodgers only had done that one time in 141 career games. Yikes. 141 career starts, I should say. No, but trust trust Hunley. Trust the process. He's he's a better quarterback <laughs> than, than anybody on the waivers. All right. And then the last one here, I'm going to have another one that you can guess on. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the first... Or sorry, is just the second player since the 1970 merger with 1,000 scrimmage yards through his first seven games. Who was the first one? First seven games. Ooh, that's that's the rough part. Um, I would guess someone like LT. Not LT, but it, it's a it's another big name running back. Barry Sanders. Nope. A little bit earlier. Didn't have a terribly long career. Walter Payton. Nope. No. No. Uh, Gail Sayers. It's in the 80s. Oh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself when I when I don't guess this, but uh, it's not Peyton, it's not Sayers, it's he wore some pretty big goggles when he was running. Oh, um, I I am picturing him right now, and I just can't. Dickinson, yeah, Ed Dickinson, Dickerson, Dickerson. That's yep. what I meant. Yep, it was Ed Dickerson. He had uh, he was the he actually is first in NFL history with the career or scrimmage yards to the first seven games with 1,045 and Kareem Hunt has 1,002 through the first seven games. Hmm. So, yeah, that's all I got for the, the fun fact corner. Well, I dig it. Um, so that uh, looks like we finished up the Gatorade now, uh, taking all the Advil. Um, I think that's the end of our fantasy hangover this week. All right. Well, everybody, good luck on Bimageddon and uh, yeah, hope, hope you win. Pieces.